Hello, and welcome to Arena Sensei. This is episode 99, where we review cards from the fair. I'm Steven Sensei, and this is my co-host, Schwa. Blizzard opened up the fire hose of card reviews this week, so we have lots to look at and focus on. Nothing else could have possibly captured our attention this week other than these cards, so let's talk about the ones that look most interesting. Yep, starting off, we have Fire Breather, a Warlock card, 4 mana, 4 3 Demon. Battle Cry, deal 2 damage to all minions except demons. So, uh, I think it was um, Wicked Good was asking, uh, how many more demons does Zoo need to play before this becomes good? And the answer is 3 or 4. So, I don't think we make it this set. But Mad at Arms was like, but do we just play this in mid range? And I think we might. I mean, four mana for three is, is all right. It's not great, but I, I do love the battle cry of two damage, uh, especially in the early game against aggro. Even if you end up doing some damage to yourself um, yeah. or to your minions, this it seems OK. And I mean, even in zoo, I, I've been playing some like discard zoo in wild this week and yeah. It's like, okay, I have demons that I could play in my first couple turns. Like this, yeah. I, the added effect with two damage, I think that that's not something to be ignored because it's an early one-sided, ideally potentially two-sided board clear. Um, I kind of like it. Yeah, I, th- I think this might be some. That's a- mm. No, four man, I can't play it in Disco Zoo, but I, I was considering it for a second there. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a little slow in in disc discard zoo. No, but just because it get, it gets discarded by the things that discard the highest cost card in your hand, you can't have stuff more than three because of that. That that's true. Okay, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, see, and yeah. that's going to be, I think, the theme. Um, I think we should just say right off the bat that all of these cards we cannot really judge <laughs> until we've seen the full set. <laughs> It's not fair to judge any of these cards or make any decisions until we've seen the entire collection of cards. Now that that's out of the way for friends at other podcasts, um, we're going to be wrong about these. I'm going to be super wrong about these because uh, I spent my week following other things that were happening in the world and not really looking at the cards. So these are very much my first blush reactions. Um, so yeah, I'm probably wrong. Schwal's probably right, and that's just the way things are. Um, uh, although yeah. I, I think there's there's some value in this card potentially. I just don't know where it is. Yeah, that that's about where I'm at. I I'm not sure what deck plays it, but it's it's an effect that is worth playing. I just don't know about the deck that plays it. Fair enough. All right, moving on. Uh, six mana, six six demon called Bearded Lady, specifically Bladed for demon. Or bladed, see, bearded lady, and, and that's the play. Uh, that's the joke yeah. on the card is the bearded lady. This is the bladed lady, uh, six mana, six, six demon for demon hunter with rush costs one if your hero has six or more attack. Okay, as a six mana, six, six rush, it's fine. However, I think about Soul Demon Hunter, and we already have the five mana card that we play that discards a or destroys a soul gem and gives you the five five rush and then gives you like yeah. hero power 
attack damage. Six feels like a lot of attack to have, but then I think about Demon Hunter and there's a lot of ways to boost your attack. And if you can boost your attack up playing things like twin slices or whatever else, getting ready to do, you know, a turn where you're going to heal off the weapon and then you drop a six, six rush for one as part of your turn. I think it has a place and it reminds me a lot of, um, some of the cards that we played when demon hunter first came out. Yeah. That, so it's, it's mid range. Probably it's not, I don't see it in an aggro deck. Um, I think it's okay. Yeah, I think Soul Demon Hunter probably plays this so that what they can do is, so they have a variety of ways to get to six, mostly uh, Soul Shard Lapidary and Hero Power or uh, Marrow Slicer and uh, Chaos um, Chaos, Chaos Strike. Or Chaos, Chaos Nova? Chaos Strike. The one that gives you two attack or Twin yeah. Slice or uh, other weapons plus a bunch more attack. And they tend to do that a lot in the late game, and I think what this is, is this is, you get your attack very high, you play this, you clear a taunt, and you go face with your weapon, which is what you always want to do. Mm. Uh, so I think this helps Soul Demon Hunter's game plan a little bit. I think it might play it. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Not an aggro DH that that's just, you can't play a six-class thing. It just doesn't work. No. <laughs> uh, next up, we have sort of this twofer of Occult Conjurer, the mage four mana, four, four with battle cry. If you control a secret, summon a copy of this. Importantly, there is also a new secret rigged fair game, three mana, of course secret. If you didn't take any damage during your opponent's turn, draw three cards. So is secret mage viable from just these two cards? I don't think so. I think it needs either it needs a mana worm, mana worm replacement, or it needs <laughs> <laughs> rip mana worm. Yeah, but the you know, barring that, this is it needs a lot of draw so it can get to the burn. And rigged fair game is a lot of draw, so like maybe that's enough. But I'm pretty hesitant without another piece that we haven't seen yet. Okay. Um. The 4-4, if you control a secret, summon another 4-4. So 8-8 for stats, 4-4. This will see play probably in the wild, Secret Mage. Um, I can see it definitely. I could see it being in there just as as one of those pressure threats. It has such a density of uh, secrets anyway. Rigged Fair Game, this reminds me a lot of, I think it was a Paladin secret where if you didn't take damage, you summoned a taunt. Oh, yeah, the... um it was the side quest. Yeah, that's right. I so the, the, this secret feels more like a side quest than a secret. Yeah. But it's it's draw. Three mana, draw three cards yeah. is pretty good. And there will be times that you're not going to be taking damage, especially if you can get up a bigger taunt late game, something like that. The question is, are secrets in general good? I don't know if they are anymore. No. So like the thing we're missing that a lot of the good um, secret mage decks of the past have had is a tempo positive secret, a secret that when your opponent 
plays into it, even trying to minimize it, they take damage or give you a copy of it or, you know, do something like that. And the only one of those we have right now is Mirror Entity, which is laughably easy to play around. Uh, and so yeah. we don't have a way for, like, Rigged Fair Game is fine, but it's value, it's not tempo. And we, the deck needs a tempo positive secret, I think. And like, maybe they print one this set, but probably not. And maybe they print one next set and it's good, but that that's where I'm at. Maybe. And at the same time, like, secrets, I think, are better in wild just because there are so many more you have to play around now. I mean, yeah, I run Hearthstone Deck Tracker and I have it pop up the list of secrets when a secret is played. And like you play a mage secret and it fills half the screen practically. Now. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's so many. Um, and we know generally which ones they are, but it leaves some more out there. This adds more density to that pool. Yeah. I think because it's draw, I think we'll probably see it played, even if it's in more of a control mage, just for the draw ability. Um, the fact that you can't kind of trigger when this goes off yourself, that you have to you have to wait for a turn when you don't get hit and you don't take damage um, is a little bit of a downside, but it's draw and draw could be important. And there's probably a deck that wants this, but I don't know what it is. Control Mage usually plays Frost Nova, so that's, you know, a pretty good way to make sure you hit this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can see that. Okay. Uh, got, got a Paladin card here I'm looking at. Eight mana, seven, five, legendary, high Exarch Ural. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but we'll go with it. Battle Cry, if your deck has no neutral cards. So Battle Cry, if you are playing pure Paladin, Gain Rush, Taunt, Lifesteal, and Divine Shield. This is a super strong Zilliax-type card yeah. for Paladin. My only concern is with it being at 8 mana, is it too slow? I mean, Pure Paladin can go late game anyway with um, you know all of its blessings and everything yeah. else. So... I... <sighs> I just don't know, like, I could see putting it in a pure Paladin list, but I don't know if it stays there. Yeah, so I think the real question is here is, do you want a third copy of Librum of Hope? Which I think yes. for all intents and purposes, this is. I don't actually know. I haven't played enough Paladin, but like, that is basically what this card is getting you. Yeah, and I mean, the the fact that it's Divine Shield, Lifesteal, Taunt, Rush is really nice. Yeah. That, like, you know, you're you're going to heal seven off of this at a minimum when you play it. Yeah. If, if, if you have something to trade into. If there's nothing to trade into on the other side and you're dropping this against a naked board, you're probably winning anyway. Yeah. So, you know, it's the... Does an eight mana card increase your win rate against the field in pure paladin? And the answer is, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we have Wicked Whispers, uh, one mana warlock spell. Discard your lowest cost card. Give your minions plus one plus one. Now, this is clearly a zoo card, and the question is, cat. 
is trading two cards for plus one, plus one for your board good enough? And I think maybe? I'm not even sure we run any of the discard synergy in the deck. I think we might just play this as like... Just play play this in a, a straight zoo without discard? Yeah. Yeah, because I would think it depends on your depends on your minion density in your hand. Yeah. Like, it's not amazing, and like it's possible that it's not good enough, but that it's a pretty good effect. So I I think that there's something here. Okay, question. Turn one, do you discard the coin? I mean, so do I hold the coin in order to discard it to Wicked Whispers when I have a board? No, I don't think I do. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because this is is only giving your minions on the board that plus one, plus one, too. Yeah. I was thinking that it was giving minions in your hand plus one, plus one for some reason. Yeah, you have to build the board. Um, I'm trying to think of the times when an extra plus one, plus one has been meaningful and it's usually more mid to late game and early game. This is not necessarily good unless you can somehow build a board very quickly. You no, know, I, is... I think about like a token druid. Yeah. Where you get a bunch of stuff out or you're playing um, the little furry thing. And it's not Wor- Warpletinger, but the, uh, uh, the Gibberling. Yeah. Gibberling. So like, you know, that could be okay, but that's still turn four, possibly, that you're three or four that you're playing this. That's um, actually making me like it more, because on turn four or five, you probably have an empty or nearly empty hand. If you play this yeah. tap and then play whatever you just drew, that's a really good turn. <laughs> yeah, possibly, but tap first. No, no, um, you don't. You play this so you don't discard anything. Then you tap. Then you play your other card. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. If your hand's almost empty, um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of curious. I don't know where it's going to go. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, to be clear, I don't think this is playable in wild. Like even a little bit. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. It's not not in wild. I don't see this being viable in arena either. Um, no, no. But yeah, like just as a general card, huh? It depends on how quick Warlock can build a board. That's the answer. Yeah, it really does. And like, I really hope they get there this time. But, you know, I've hoped that a lot of times. And Warlock is only occasionally good, <laughs> especially well, Warlock can get there as long as we keep Shaman down where he belongs. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're not wrong. although okay so i don't know where i heard it from i saw it on one of the discords through tweets or something that apparently in this set we're going to see some kind of like new archetype for shaman yeah enhancement shaman which is about attacking with your hero i guess yeah and like weapons and buffing weapons and things so i'm i'm kind of really curious just to see what the shaman cards look like this set and we haven't really seen any so far yeah i don't think we've seen any so yeah it's going to be interesting for sure yeah 
But back to cards we have seen. Um, we're going to go ahead and do another twofer because of this card. This is the in Paladin, 5 mana, 5-5 five, five mech, Carousel Griffin, Divine Shield, Corrupt, gain plus 3, plus 3 in Taunt. So as a reminder, Corrupt Tag means that you have played a card with a mana cost higher than this card. So playing, in this case, a 6 mana or higher card before you play this, it changes in your hand to the corrupted version of the card, which all corrupted versions of cards have alternate artwork too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So as a five mana, five, five divine shield mech. Okay. It's kind of like an expensive What, what What's the two mana two, two that we oh, see in wild shielded mini bot. Yeah. So it's a bigger shielded mini bot. But once you, if you're able to corrupt this and play this, so on like turn seven, it's a five mana, eight, eight with divine shield and taunt. That's really well statted. The question is, and we don't know yet, is the tempo hit you take from playing cards to corrupt other cards. Like a five mana, five, five with divine shield is perfectly fine. Can you afford to wait until turn seven at the earliest to play a five mana eight, eight with divine shield and taunt? Or are you better off dropping that five mana five, five on turn five? Uh, in constructed, I think this is probably unplayable. <laughs> the I'm reminded of, it was a silver hand synergy card that was like i don't know of about that size and with divine shield that got cheaper for however many silver hand recruits you had on board and it was yeah it's a card that i don't think i've ever seen played (laughs) it it was played for a little bit uh in um dude paladin at the time uh and then people realized that it was better to just play uh the giant that got cheaper for the number of minions on both boards and so people just stopped playing it um I, I think this is similar in that you're going to find out real quick that a 5-5 five, five with Divine Shield on turn 5 is not actually that good outside of Arena, and I don't think the Corrupted version is good enough to be able to take the hit for running the 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, and and again, I, I come back to... I, I like this corrupt mechanic. I think it's interesting and I think it's going to be most valuable, not when you're planning for it, but when you draw a card that you already have a play that you're planning on making, like it's turn eight. I know that I'm playing this eight mana, eight, eight. Yeah. And I draw this five into my hand and it just gets corrupted naturally. Yeah. But I think having they there's this weird tempo hit with corrupt, and I just I'm very curious to see how it plays out. I like it as a mechanic, but I I don't know if it's inherently bad because of how much of a tempo hit you take from it. If you're especially if you're building and planning around this as a strategy. Yeah, I think a lot of the strength or so I think the you a lot of the evaluation of these cards is going to be what are they like when I play them in the non-corrupted version? And like this one, the non-corrupted version is just not good. 
the corrupted version is pretty good, and I don't think that makes up for it. And but okay. like we're gonna see cards later that like the non-corrupted version is fine and the corrupted version is great, and like those I think are where we you want to be with these. Mm-hmm. Next up we have the nameless one, a four mana four four in priest with battle cry, choose a minion, become a four four copy of it, then silence it. Uh <laughs> Someone in the Discord the other day said, uh, it seems like the range of reactions to this is based on how bad or uh, how much shenanigans you think Priest can do. Uh, A lot? I'm on the sum. (laughs) (laughs) My my initial reaction was Highlander will play it sometimes. And the Wicked Good was like, I think most of the time this is just going to silence a taunt and become taunt. And I'm like, oh, that actually seems pretty good. I think Highlander will play it most of the time. Yeah, um, you're going to silence a taunt. I could see this in Highlander, especially in in Wild, where you might want to do things like silence something that has death rattle on the other side of the board that oh, yeah. would be beneficial to you. It it feels like a a very specific kind of tech card. Yeah. But- and it is legendary, so you're only running one of these. Yeah. And four mana four four specific tech card in priest is like actually okay. So yeah, yeah. But, but do do we need silence right now? In standard, no. In wild, yes. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what to think about this card. It's it's interesting flavor. I th- I like that this is the first time we've seen the thing of become a copy and then silence what you've targeted, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's a tech card. I think I think you're right that it it belongs in a Highlander Reno list somewhere. Yeah. Um. I'll try it. I'll try it. I'm I'm curious to hear what Wicked Good has to say when he does his card review. That's for sure. Um. Because it's a priest card and. I'm not great at evaluating, well, anything, but <laughs> this one, I don't know. Yeah. Well, going back to corrupted cards, I'm going to say right out the gate, I'm surprised that this card is not a legendary card. I'm surprised that you can run two of these. I think that this will be a card that is has a very specific broken synergy. This is the two mana, two, two horrendous growth. Corrupt this card, gain plus one, plus one, and it can be corrupted endlessly. Now, I also have a copy in our document that we're looking at of the corrupted version. When you corrupt a card and it has now become a two mana, three, three, it stays at being two mana. The mana cost never changes. So it just continues to grow, which means late game, you could snowball this with a lot of low-cost cards, potentially. This feels like something that you definitely want to draw in your opening hand and then play late game behind a taunt. Like, turn 10, you play this and an 8-mana taunt. Eh, I'm not sure. The, the, the card sitting in your hand for that long is a real cost. So... Mm. Like, you can't play this Nagro because you're just not going, because a two mana 2 2 doesn't cut it and you're not going to have enough cards to activate it. So you have okay. to, 
and you're not going to play this in control because it's a two mana two two most of the time, you know, in control. Like you need I, it. I don't think that this fits in any deck that we currently have. I think this is a very specific, possibly even meme deck. That yeah. this is. I don't see this slotting into anything we're playing now. So uh, what I was getting to was, if this goes anywhere, it goes in a mid range deck, which can you know. Which, if it has to play a 2-2 on 2, is fine. And, you know, on turn 8 or 9, can play like a 6-drop and this thing that has been corrupted 4 or 5 times. Probably 3 or 4 times now that I think about it. Uh, and, like, it, and that'll be a good play. The problem is, like, we have one, one and a half decks like that right now, and they're both paladin and Paladin mm-hmm. cannot possibly fit this into that deck right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I think that this goes into a new deck that we don't know about. Yeah. And again, this is this is an epic card. It's epic! Um, <laughs> epic cards are weird. That is traditionally, for sure. Traditionally, epic cards are the strangest cards in any given set where... When they work, they're usually super powerful or they don't see play. Yeah. I think that there's something super broken with this, but I don't know what it is yet. And I don't think it's something that we currently have. Next up, we have Don't Feed the Animals. Uh, two mana hunter spell. Give all beasts in your hand plus one plus one. Corrupt, give them plus two plus two instead. Uh, spoiler alert, we do not have enough beasts in hunter right now, but we <laughs> might get there. <laughs> And when we do get there, this is still probably pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see this. And again, it's another epic card. Uh, if we look back at, you know, Wicked Whispers, which was the the Warlock card earlier, which was one mana, discard your lowest card, give your minions plus one, plus one. This is give all beasts in your hand plus one plus one for two mana, which is okay, but you need a a hand filled with beasts. Corrupt, give them plus two plus two. I mean, I would like to play this after uh, the Hunter Legendary. It's a, it sees play a little bit in wild here and there that fills your hand with rushing one ones. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, sure. No, not Shervala, but I know which one you mean. The, the same set. It, it was out of Rostacon. Yeah. Halazi the Lynx, I think. Yes. Yes. So, like, I would love to be able to play Halazi the Lynx, fill my hand, and then play a corrupt version of this, and then have a bunch of rushing three threes. But is that enough? In wild, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I like the flavor. I think. I think it's kind of. It's a cool idea. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. We just. At least with what we've seen so far, we don't have enough beasts to support this. Did yeah. we have enough beasts to support this card if it was available a few sets ago? Maybe. Eh. But I mean, because we we were running we were running Beast Hunter for a while, but that was like that was a weird deck. That that wasn't actually like <laughs> it wasn't really mid range. It was like mid range combo. It was a weird deck. Yeah. So. It's a buff card. It's an epic. It's you're right. It's probably bad. Yeah. (laughs) So 
going to mage again. Four mana spell called Ring Toss, which has an adorable little turtle with like a plunger on his back to throw rings at him. Um, Discover a secret and cast it. Corrupt, discover two instead. Um, There's a couple things here. Discover is powerful. Um, so I, I, I saw a thread yesterday of, with one of the devs commenting about talking about the discover mechanic and apparently discover is also weighted towards things that are in your deck first. Huh? I did not know that. I'll have to find it again. I don't know if it was specifically in reference to this card or another card, but there, there is a little bit of, of waiting about this. Ignoring that. Yeah. Discovering a secret is okay. Casting it is okay. I mean, mage spells are what? Three mana usually? Yeah, they're all three mana. So you're taking, you're, you're spending a mana to discover one of the secrets. Seven-ish secrets, I think. Maybe eight. Now... I assume it's going to wait towards mage, but does this also mean that we can be discovering hunter and paladin secrets off of this? No, you can only discover in your class. Okay. So discovering a mage secret, casting it four mana later in the game, discovering two. Um, this also takes up a slot in your deck. Yes. And that, that's a big ask. I think. Yeah, I think for for discover where it feels like I'm going to play this when I need to find something to survive one extra turn and I'm going to die anyway. Yeah, exactly. So the thing I think about this card is um, discovering a secret is not much better than getting a random secret. Okay, that's fair. A lot of your equity from them is your opponent playing around all the secrets and like if you play a random one they play around all the secrets if you discover one they play around all the secrets but they half think but they the secret they really want here is this one so i'll play a little harder around that like that's not worth a mana the the first the front half of the spell is so bad and like when it's corrupted it's fine but that's like you're not playing that until turn six in a mage deck that's like turn six in a mage deck. You're either killing them or you're playing Blizzard. I'm not like th- this seems so bad. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I agree. Like, yeah. It, okay, it one exception. Like if I one. discover if I were to discover yeah. this card off of something and then play it, I'd be fine with it, but I don't know that I want to put it in my deck. Yeah. So I realize there is one exception, maybe. I no, probably not. But like in Wild Mage, they want more ice blocks, and this is a way to maybe get more ice blocks. It's probably still not worth it, but it's a thought. <laughs> Well, more ice blocks or even a uh, uh, ice barrier. Ice barrier, if you needed it, like yeah. yeah there's yeah. This this has to be a defensive card to be playable at all. 
And it's like, I, I don't think that's a thing in standard. Not much of hmm. one in wild. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I just, I don't think this one's there. Uh, next up, we have uh, Ilgnoth, I think. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, new Demon Hunter Legendary. Uh, four mana for a 2-6 with Lifesteal. And your Lifesteal damages the enemy hero instead of healing you. Now, the question of the week is, does Soul Demon Hunter play this with basically just the weapons and hoping to deal you extra damage from the lifesteal weapons? The answer is, I kind of doubt it because it's a four mana two six. But maybe? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I see it as like it's a kind of a unique possible like finisher card. Yeah. Where if you're you're just a little bit short because you have a card that I can then life steal off a minion but instead of it life stealing it's going to send that damage face. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's it's another legendary where I'm like, I'm, it might have a place, but I'm not, I don't play enough demon hunter and haven't played enough demon hunter to really have a feeling for where this might belong. Yeah. I think the other thing to consider is that like, if you play this against a hunter, they are ecstatic because the last thing they want is for you to healing and they'll take as much face damage as you want to give them in order to avoid that. Now I could see I could see if you are able to build up a fairly significant weapon. Yeah. And you drop this and then you're able to send that significant weapon face and having it basically double the value of the weapon with life yeah. with the lifesteal weapon. That could be a powerful turn that could do a lot of rippy damage, but is it enough? And that's also a lot of mana. This thing's four mana, plus you have to play all the slices and to like either have had the weapon survive or play the weapon. It was like you're running out of mana at that point. It, it's not a cheap play. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm um, on the – I don't think uh, Soul Demon Hunter plays it, but it might. It's definitely one I'm willing to be wrong, very wrong about. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Another Demon Hunter card. Uh, four mana, three, three, renowned performer. Rush with death rattle, summon two, one, one assistance with taunt. So um, it's cute that it's the one, one assistance with taunt. The card artwork is actually doing the like cutting a woman in a box in half thing. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, So four mana, three, three, rush at four mana it seems a little not good enough yeah like so, it's fine you can drop and but i think you actually want this thing to die to get yeah. the two taunts up that you don't want to go in and value trade that necessarily um i think it's it's Okay, and it might have place against other aggro decks in maybe aggro Demon Hunter, but is four mana too Ooh, slow? Four mana is way too slow. We don't even play um, the the 
three two that makes two twos or four two that makes two twos. Mm-hmm. We stopped playing that because three mana was too much. The I there is no this thing is completely unplayable in aggro demon hunter and pretty unplayable in soul demon hunter and I don't see there being a, another demon hunter deck that wants it. I think this is just an arena card and it's like it's a fine arena card but not a great one. Okay. Uh, next up we have Hammer of the Naru, a 6-mana 3-3 weapon in Paladin, which I can actually see this time. Thank you for changing the borders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Battle Cry, summon a 6-6 Holy Elemental with Taunt. So it's 6-mana for a 6-6 Taunt and a 3-3 weapon? That seems hmm. okay if you don't have much else going in weapons, but Paladin has a bunch else going in weapons, so I'm not sure. Well, yeah. I guess four mana weapon, swing on four, swing on five, play this on six, you're okay. Yeah, maybe. I could see it. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it is nice that it is summoning a 6-6 six, six taunt. I think it's interesting that it's a holy elemental. So yeah. are we going to see some more elementals coming back a little bit, maybe? That's possible i don't know I, I i i liked the elementals from angora but that was that was an eon ago in this yeah. game's life cycle and they were never in a tier one deck or even really a tier two deck there was like some uh, it was specific ones were very good yeah it was like there was an elemental build of like um even shaman that was like half of them played elementals and half of them didn't and they were both about the same <laughs> yeah so so that's where we are at this point. We have more cards coming. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about our initial impressions of the system revamp, which will go live this coming week on yeah. November 12th. And we're going to talk about some of the final cards that we see before we arrive at the fair on the 17th. Um, I'm going to pull up something else that I have here, some dates. So November 11th is the Final live card reveal stream. Oh, nice. the 12th is going to be theory crafting streams. You can watch on Twitch and earn two Dark Moon Fair Packs. The 12th duels also opens free to all players. The 12th, we also get progression and reward system begins. Make sure to finish all of your old quests as they will be reset. Yeah, all of the old quests are going completely away on the 12th. Yeah. 17th, Madness of the Dark Moon Fair launches. Also, Duel Season 1 begins. Each class will have access to two hero powers and three treasures. And heroic duels become available. The 17th will also include an arena rotation. Yay. So much. So... Live stream on the 11th, a bunch of stuff on the 12th. Make sure you finish your rewards, and then we're into the 17th. Yeah. If you've been enjoying Arena Sensei, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast listening material from. We do appreciate it when you take the time to listen and write. You can feel free to join us in our Discord at discord.me slash Arena Sensei or write us directly at Arena Sensei Podcast at gmail.com. Where can the people find you, Schwal? You can find me in most Hearthstone podcast discords, and my battle tag is Schwal1747. Where can people find you, Sensei? 
You can find me in a bunch of the other Hearthstone discords as well, but if you like, you can follow my Twitter at StevenSenseiHS, and my battle tag is StevenSensei, hashtag 1107 on the Asia server. Until next week. See you in the fairgrounds.